morning, everybody. Buzz Fleischman here. This is On the Record and Off the Wall. We've been listening to Aaron Lebos' reality. Aaron Lebos, uh, uh, one of the, the signature gu- guitarists and jazz aficionados, uh, funk, fusion, all different types of music. Just put everything in a basket, shake it up, and, and here's Aaron. Aaron Lebos, good morning. Thank you for coming in. Hey, Buzz. Good morning. Good to be here. It's good to see you here. We, we're listening uh, to, uh, to a cut, uh, uh, Gold Rush. Part of it from your album. Maybe we could even listen to a little bit more of that, John. Should be just under right here as, as we talk. Um, it was a lot of different instruments in there, kind of a fusion. Is that the type of music that you play? Tell us a little bit about your music, first of all. Yeah, not to get too into the the label part as we were talking about, but yeah. yes, if you had to classify this, it, it is a fusion, and it would probably be considered fusion because it's it's in between jazz and elements of rock and funk and and stuff like that you know so people tend to generally call that music fusion even though it really is just a fusion of lots of different stuff you know it's not it's not traditional jazz uh, but it still has elements of improvisation and maybe musical complexity uh, you know some and then but then it maybe has the feeling of of funk or some of the aggressiveness of rock, you know, or the, the sounds of the instruments, you know, are very electric and more electronic and a little bit more experimental. So, but at the end of the day, right, like as we were saying, it's just label and, you know, you just, yeah. you just make the music that feels right for you. And and it. you're making all kinds of music. This, this, uh, this one cut we've been listening to that we're going to hear as well uh, under, under our talking here is, uh, is from your album. Which, which album is this? Uh, this latest is my, one? This is my newest one, yeah. It's, it's called uh, 141 Layers of Ikagai, which is like a Japanese word. Ikagai. Ikagai. Might be saying it wrong. I don't think so. But uh, anyway, what's important <laughs> is the... Uh, I don't. It's not a word that I say all the time, I have to be honest. But I like the meaning of it, you know, which basically means like... A, it's like where a lot of the worlds mix... And kind of meet. There's a there's a diagram which actually explains it even better. I like looking at it. It's colorful and stuff. Um, but it's like one's kind of purpose in life, you know. And it doesn't have to be one thing, but it's kind of like at the center point where a lot of the things meet. It could be family and work and all this stuff. But so that that's so maybe all the different types of instruments and the way they're played are meeting. Uh, in, in a very at a very special time, yeah, could be that all the different types of instruments. That's the family. Y- absolutely, I didn't even think of it that. The family family. of music. Man, I love. So you're 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 treading into territory that is not totally mainstream here. You're treading into it. I never even thought of that, but that's well, it's a good one. Y- you never know who's gonna love what you're doing. Right. You love to play music. You've been doing do. it for how long? Uh. Well, I mean, I started playing piano when I was five, and, and then I switched to guitar uh, around 11. And um, and so, and I've been, you know, gigging since I was maybe 16, you know. Uh, I used to play in some rock bands, like on South Beach, when South Beach had a lot of rock places, like Washington Square and, and uh, the Cactus Cantina and... The Stephen Talk House. So I used to play at some of those places when I was maybe 16 or so. 
you were a full-time working musician. Yeah, I've, I've been a full-time, uh, I mean, when I was in school, I guess the last, like, kind of day job that I had was, was I worked at Starbucks when I was, when I was, you know, finishing school, which was great. I love Starbucks. Uh, I loved working there. Um, but yeah, I've been just doing music for a long time. And, and your, your music um, is, uh, it, it's, it's very diverse, very diverse. I think so, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily something that's forced. Uh, I just, I really listen to and I really dig, like, so many kinds of music, you know? And, and I dig the, I, like, like when I check out music, you know, I, I really, like, try to, like, go to, like, the most authentic source of, like, that, that genre or whatever. It's weird, like, people... All the time, you know, we'll, and, and, and I get it. I get how it sounds, but people will say, oh, man, you must listen to Zappa a lot or Return to Forever. I, I've never listened to a full album of Zappa or Return to Forever. I know it sounds crazy, but, but I haven't. I, I, I kind of, I don't want to say I don't like. I, I just want to say that my preference is not... I'm not like a br what I listen to now. However, my music comes out is a different thing. But like, I'm not a. I don't listen to like a lot of prog rock, and I don't listen. I don't listen to a lot of fusion. Some, of course, I love like Holdsworth and Scott Henderson, you know. But I don't listen to like a lot of like 70s like prog and fusion and Zappa for whatever reason. Not because I don't like it. It's just it doesn't resonate with me as much as like listening to where what Zappa was listening to you know which I think was probably what I listened to like more of the like where where rock and jazz came from and then he kind of put them together in his in it his was own very way. progressive for his day yeah oh absolutely oh yeah he's a groundbreaker now your your musical education uh, at UM, you got a bachelor's in jazz performance. This is correct. Then you went on to get a master's in jazz performance at FIU. I did. Ten years in between. But, yeah, I barely made it out alive. But <laughs> only only because, only because uh, well, especially especially FIU. I mean, the truth is, I, you know, I just, at that point, I, I didn't, I never really wanted to go back and, and get a, um, a master's but the opportunity was there you know to do it fairly easily and just have the, the piece of paper if I wanted to teach at school at some point which who knows if that'll ever happen you know but a valuable piece of paper right there I guess so yeah. maybe or maybe not <laughs> but you're 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 caught up in, in performance yeah th that that's, that's yeah yeah I can't I mean I teach one day a week at Miami Dade Wolfson you know a couple couple private students and that's really it, you know. Um, Can you take on any more private students? You want to do a little commercial for uh, oh. for your work right there, right now? I, I mean, if if people if people want to learn and then they and they're they're serious about it, you know, I I I, I will always make time, you know, for uh, for people. But I mean, my primary focus is is playing and practicing and like and developing and 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 growing. How much do you practice? 
Uh, I mean, as much as I can, you know. Uh, Is that like every day? I definitely practice every day, you know. But um, and there's different different forms, you know. Like some days, I have three rehearsals, so that's practice, you know. But I have to prepare a lot of music for for this and for this group and for this group and for this group and 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 then sometimes I get a day where I can just practice what I want to just for myself, you know. And those are those are valuable. Maybe maybe I get like one day off a week where I can just practice. I can just lock myself in the room and I don't have to practice for a gig. I can just practice for, I mean, and practicing for a gig is, is very beneficial also, you know, especially if the gig is good. <laughs> sure. You know, you have to learn music. You have to, you know, check out different music, you know. But I, I, I look forward to the days where, where I have, like, complete kind of like, a, uh, I can just work on this that I've been wanting to work on for a while, where I can check out something totally new and, like, get into that and, like, do that, so... But I, I can I can I mean if if I have the availability I can I can I can go I can go a good ten or twelve hours in a day. Damn. But not for too many days in a row because <laughs> after like after two days of that I I I am a weirdo you know I can't I I need to get out in the in the, the sunshine for a minute. Well, here's a question I don't know if there's an answer for this or not, but how do you practice jazz? Jazz kind of a free form yet. Involve where you're involved with your bandmates to to keep a melody going or to keep a theme going. How do you practice jazz? Um, and then we'll talk about who you're playing with as well. Yeah. Well, you're thinking about this. This is you because when you were when you said that some days it's okay to just. Stay home. You don't have anything you have to do to rehearse particular songs and melodies with, with a group, and you're working with a few different groups. Um, what's it like when you're sitting in the room and you just pick up your guitar and you just start? What? Well, I mean, I I, I always have stuff that I'm kind of working on. You know, maybe I didn't get to finish last time, so uh, like I'll practice. Uh, I mean, pretty diverse with what I. But I practice so like uh, right now I have like a I have like a tab so when I open it up it opens up like ten pages you know or ten ten different things that I'm working uh -huh. on so one of them is is Bach another one is Paganini another one is is Art Blakely you know uh, transcribing a sax sax solo from uh, I forget his name but it's amazing well so, so it, like to answer your question but jazz. I mean, a lot of jazz is is learning standards, you know. Uh, this is you know traditional jazz, which which I definitely I'm far from that, but that's also like a big part of my base, you know, uh, is learning standards, you know, and and transcribing, you know, I think transcribing, which really all transcribing really means to me is like learning someone else's licks, <laughs> you know. It's the same 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 as as blues players do, actually. Mm -hmm. When I was fourteen, I didn't know it, but I was, I was in my room getting high and just learning Stevie Ray Vaughan licks, you know, or 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 BB King licks or or, or, or whatever, or or, or Howlin' Wolf licks, you know. 
So they're they're called different things yeah. in different styles. In blues, you wouldn't you wouldn't say I'm transcribing Steve Ray Vaughan. You said I'm learning Steve Ray Vaughan, but for some reason in jazz, you know, you're transcribing a solo. Maybe because I guess, you know, a lot of people write it down more in jazz, so they can kind of uh, they can analyze it a little mm-hmm. bit more. Maybe because it's a little bit more complex, which I, I I see the value in that. But I'm a little too lazy to do it, so I just kind of learn it and then kind of learn try to learn from it, you know. So to answer, to answer your question about how do you study jazz, that that that's that's a huge part of it is, I think, like learning from from the masters, you know, and then learning what they played and then kind of learning from it, you know, and 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 studying standards. I mean, there's a lot more, but that that that's a big part of it. Why don't we Why don't we listen to uh, to another cut here uh, on, on uh, always always with me? Yeah, uh, which is which is the name of your new album is the title song. Always with me. Maybe we can listen to a little bit of that now. Yeah, sure. That's a pretty interesting little cut right there. Yeah. And, uh, and so, like why did you uh, why did you name it "Always With Me"? I, I'm always interested in how people name their songs. Uh, well, how does that work? Well, my answers are not going to be interesting. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, it usually usually it comes to where okay, I need to submit titles for the tracks. Right. You know, because I'm sending it to the CD printer or whatever. Um, or I'm putting it on a program of some sorts, and I need to come up with a name of it. Uh, name, yeah. Because it's tricky naming instrumental songs because, you know, a song with vocals, it's usually something in the chorus. For sure. You know, I from mean, the it, words. Yeah, for, from the words, right? Exactly. But so this, and I don't, 
I mean, everybody's different, you know, but I don't, I don't make my music with the, like, okay, I have this concept. I make it musically, you know? I make it like how it sounds, you know? I'm not, again, everyone's different, but I'm, I'm not thinking of, like, a color <laughs> or, 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 or feeling. I'm not, I don't have a visual in my head, really. You know what I mean? Mm. I just go, I just go with how it sounds and the feeling of it. So as a as a solo artist, you want other people and their instruments to uh, to to coalesce around your your theme, to, uh, to 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 move forward the same type of music. So you're working with uh, varied uh, types of people, musicians. Who are you working with now uh, here in South Florida? Um, well, a few. There's 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 a few players of each instrument on the album you know there's there's a couple guys that are on like two cuts and then there's a couple guys that are on like five cuts there's somebody that's on one cut you know there's two different keyboard players so on the whole album there's two different keyboard players three different drummers two bass players and and uh percussion by by one guy so um but you know the the people who, because the first couple albums that I did, it was the same people. It was Rodolfo Zuniga on, on drums and Eric England on bass and uh, Jim Gazer on keyboards. And then, you know, just on, on because of avail availability and, and preference and, you know, people's directions change, you know. Um, and, you know, Eric moved to L.A., uh, you know, Rodolfo started touring, you know, more with, you know, with other people. And, you know, I had to find other people. And then I like what other people, you know, bring to the table. And, and you, just, you know, your tastes change, you know, over, over time. There's nothing, you know, wrong with that, whatever. Um, so the people that I, that I, that I, like, if I do, like, a an Aaron Libos reality gig now, it's pretty much, it's going to be uh, this this guy, Andres Ferret on bass, Armando Lopez on drums. Armando plays with the Electric Kiff also, and Roosevelt Collier, and you know a bunch of other things. Um, and if I have a fourth piece, it'll likely be Brian Potts who plays percussion. Uh, and and uh, recently Dave Siegel has been playing some some keyboards in my group. You know, uh, all those things depend on what kind of gig it is and what budget there is you know? right uh, but but the trio uh, of of armando and andres and myself aaron labos reality th th that, that's that, that's that's a pretty intact unit for the last couple years you know and uh and who else are you playing with the, the you, you mentioned the the spam uh, dj la spam and the spam all-stars uh yeah i mean i've been playing with him and you record with him as well I, I was I was on a couple tracks of his 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 last record, um, but I've been playing with him for like maybe almost ten years. You know, um, I don't do all of his shows. He, he has he has another another fine guitarist um, that does a lot of his shows, but he can't make all of them. So the ones that he can't do, I do. And then also sometimes, um, if the Spam All Stars like if he's short uh, a horn player. Then he'll have two guitars, so he'll have. So, I probably do like maybe the last ten years. Maybe I do like fifty percent of his gigs, you know. And then a lot of them. I mean, I, maybe I'm not available for, you know. 
I, I try to be available for his a lot because I really like playing with him and I, I've learned a lot playing with him as well. Uh, and then I guess a couple of the other groups that I play with, um, well, the main one the last couple of years is called the New Deco Ensemble. Mm -hmm. And it's like a contemporary orchestra. And uh, it's been it's been doing really good. You know, what we... Um, we now, now, an orchestra's got strings. Strings, right? yeah. Uh, it, it, it's not... It's as not, opposed to a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's not a full orchestra like um, like a symphony orchestra, I guess. You know, like it's it's a little smaller scale, but I mean, there's still 20, 25 people in the group. That's you know? a that's a big group. It's a big group, yeah. but 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 compared to like a like it's crazy if you see like a, f a full orchestra. That's yeah, like on seventy stage. people. Yeah, it's right? like yeah. yeah. So, uh, but but that that's that's been really good. Uh, you know, I play with them, and they do a lot of different types of music. It's kind of hard to explain. Um, some contemporary, and then they also do like, they support artists. Like we we've, uh, we do like we had Wyclef, uh, different like indie singers. PJ Morton, we we did at the Art Center, you know. So it's like PJ Morton with New Deco Ensemble, you know. Um, and they also, they've uh, well, I help arrange some stuff for them, um, and then also they've uh, they've. Uh, played some of my original songs like fitted for orchestra you know so that that's been kind of cool hmm. so then a bunch of other bands i mean you know played in this this group called pterodactyl that's like world music more you know pterodactyl pterodactyl it's a funny name I, I i love the names yeah i love how people name their songs name their groups just very, very different, very diverse. Yeah. You you work with Nicole Henry, uh, the and, vocalist and, 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 as well. And, and Nicole Henry, yeah, actually, we're playing this this Saturday. Thanks for reminding me. We're, okay, uh, Saturday, the, uh, what's that, the 8th? The 8th. Yeah. Uh, where, where are you playing? Uh, what uh, time? Give us some information. Pinecrest Gardens. Mm-hmm. Playing at, like, uh, I'm sure 8 o'clock or something like that. Yeah. So. Pinecrest Gardens, that's uh, 112th down, Street and uh, Red Road in Pinecrest. Yeah, it's, it's it's down south. Nice, nice, nice place, I'm sure. And you know, she's great. I, I, I've been playing, I've been playing with her, you know, on and off for oof, like 10, 15 years. She's also. a name here. Yeah, she's a, a very wonderful singer. Great, great girl, great person, amazing singer. You know, bring down the house. You know, sweetheart. So. Uh, yeah, that'll be good and great band. It's well. good to get together with three or four people or five people or how many other people on a stage where you you kind of set the theme, you start playing something, everybody gets into the groove and an audience can feel when the musicians are together. Oh, yeah. When they start working off of each other, they see the, the synergy mm -hmm. of the music coming together. And so it's ne it's always different. Uh, every time, that's what jazz is, mm -hmm. uniquely American type of music. And uh, did you ever, when you started out, try to play anything else? Uh, well, I guess as probably most guitarists start, you know, I started with like with 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 Zeppelin and blues and and Hendrix and Jeff Beck and The Doors and you know like classic rock and The Dead, Early Fish. You know stuff like that. So uh, that's that's where I came from, guitar-wise. You know, like like as a teenager, 
Um, but I was, I guess I was always in, into the, the improvisation aspect, you know, a lot. So, so you had to learn your scales. You had to learn all this stuff. You had to learn scales a lot, and you had to just keep doing it. That's where that, what is it, 10,000 hours thing comes in, oh, where, where they say that if I, I <laughs> you're rolling yeah. your eyes here, Aaron. Yeah, but, but that's what, see, some people can't do that. Some people, I, I can't do that. Uh, I'm just a hack guitarist. I I don't read music. That's it just okay. supports the words, you know. But uh, but but when you, you just sit down there in the room and you just you keep doing it over and over until your fingers know exactly where to go and you just and you and you can think of something else while your fingers are moving up and down the fretboard. It's just uh, amazing to me how people can do that. Jazz is uh, it's a, it's another universe. Yeah, I mean. I- I think there's some elements of that that aren't good. Like I don't think that, even though it happens, that your fingers should be moving while your head is somewhere else necessarily. You know, I think that's that's one of the, I don't want to say the downsides, but you know, some of the over academic, over academia of jazz. You know, uh, I think is is not not my, not my particular taste. You know, because then a lot of it's just rehashing of stuff that's already been done. You know, when when jazz came out, you know, even like bebop, that was f- extremely pr- progressive, you know. But if you play the same kind of stuff now, it's not really prog- and And it there's I, I guess well, I can speak for myself. There's definitely, you know, a balance. I, I really appreciate the the art form and the authenticity of it, especially some of the older stuff, you know. Um, but. Um, would you say that the older stuff was a more pure form uh, of of the of the jazz uh, genre? I can just say that, in some ways, I like it a little bit more. I mean, you know, uh, there's good and bad in everything, right? You know, I I, I definitely sometimes I, I really I just need to hear like I'm. Uh, West Montgomery or like R. Blakely or Jimmy Smith or like some of like the more like no nonsense, like kind of like more hard hidden, like no BS, you know, jazz as opposed to some of the maybe more, you know, trying to be complex just for the nature of it, you know, over, over, over intellectual stuff of today that for me lacks a little bit of feeling not all of it I, i'm just uh, you know i hate making generalities because then i say well what about this I'm like yeah you're right I, yeah. you know there, there's 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 plenty of guys that 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 do both and 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 i like that so who are your jazz heroes uh well you mentioned blakely west montgomery yeah i mean like you know I mean, I guess same as a lot of people. I mean, train and and uh, on guitar, you know. I mean, Wes. Uh, I mean, but also like, well, th- then th- these are definitely like fusion players. But but Alan Holdsworth for me is as a fusion player, he's he's just the king, you know. Uh, Scott Henderson, I-, I love Scott Henderson, who's like a you know blues jazz kind of fusion guy, you know. Uh, I like him a lot, um, but I mean West Montgomery. You know, I mean, you know, and I guess I like different eras of different people. You know, 
Uh, but Schofield, you know, especially like some of his earlier stuff, you know, obviously, you know, Frizzell, Matheny, uh, Johnny Smith, who's like like a like from like the fifties, sixties, you know, I, it's like super classic sound, you know. I lo- I love that too, you know. So uh, I like it all. All of it. All of it. And, and it, it it shows in your music. You're very diverse as a musician. I hope so. Maybe we can, uh, John. Can we listen to a little bit of that? Uh, some of that Phoenix, that third cut oh, yeah. you were talking about. It's called Phoenix. From the Always With Me album. your music as uh, as uh, you know w- what you're playing and the the type of fusion that goes uh, with 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 your type of music where uh, you've got the arrangement the melody there's the improv and there's the experimentation portion of of that do you get each of these elements in most of the songs that you're playing I, yeah, yeah, I th- I think so. I think there's definitely elements of of all that stuff in in all or, or m- most of the songs, you know. Uh, yeah, like I, I was kind of explaining to you that that I I kind of view my my music more in a pop format structurally wise than than like so the, pop because it'll appeal to a wider audience. No, 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 pop because because like. If I'm rehearsing and I tell someone, hey, let's do this, let's rehearse this section, I like call it the verse or the pre-chorus or the chorus uh, or the solo. You know, uh, or the intro, which is kind of how you would describe a pop tune, just because that's how I see... It's got like a signature thing that the people can think about, like a hook. Yeah, it it just, it has sections, you know, has sections... um, you know more than like more than in in a lot of jazz like standards you have you have the melody and then you have which is over the same usually the same form as the solos and everybody's solos over the same form i i you know i guess my my music is more 
you know, there's there's a verse and there's like a little pre-chorus and then maybe there's a chorus and there's a solo and the solo might modulate, you know, or the solo, you know, it's it just different stuff like that. So, uh, but that that's that's how I that's how I feel it in some ways. Does a jazz audience differ in any significant way from a regular rock and roll audience? Tell us what what your feeling is about that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I guess so. You know, I mean, as we were talking before, you know, the lines are so blurry. Yeah. Now, you know that I, I don't, I don't really know anymore. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I guess yes. I guess like a jazz audience, you know, well, a jazz audience might also have more musicians in it, you know, um, and you know they might be listening to more of the details. They might be, you know, tuned in a little bit more than a uh, a mainstream audience who's you know which neither one is right or wrong you know it's how anybody interprets the music as long as they're listening you know whatever they perceive is what they perceive you know I'm happy for anybody to, to, to listen you know but you know mainstream audiences maybe they don't get you know like some of the complexities of it but hopefully they they feel the energy of it you know uh which I think, you know, uh, humbly I'll say maybe that's one reason why my music has had whatever small amount of being known or success that I've had down here for a while is because it's, because it's not, I mean, there's a lot of complexities for, for sure. There's a lot of, you know, harmonic and rhythmic and changes in the music and so that. But there's also like a lot of, a lot of like force and like momentum, I think, in it and, and feeling in it you know uh, driving and driving and like you know, like for example like that last song phoenix was mm -hmm. it technically it's in seven four or whatever but mainstream people are not you know like oh one two three they're, they're not they're not going to count off the but, beats but but because it's based on a groove you know that they they feel that which i think that's that's the ultimate like Complement to uh, complicated music. You see it, people smiling and nodding when you're playing there when you're doing solos and things. Yeah, or 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 non non musical complex people can still it can still resonate with them whether it's a melody. A melody. There was this Leonard Bernstein piece that we were playing with New Deco recently, and we've been playing and I love the tune. It's it's amazing. Bernstein. And I had no idea it was in seven four. And I'm a musician. I had no idea that it was in seven because it's just such a great melody. You know what I mean? That 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 over that overrided overrode overrides, I don't know. Uh any of the complexities is the impact that it has, you know, on somebody, whether they're a musician or not. So I think that's that's like what I always strive for. But I think that also I think that's important what place the music comes from, you know, like like when I'm writing something I'm not thinking like, how can I make this, you know, weird so it's cool? Maybe a little bit because I I also don't want to be like generic. I, I like thinking of ways, you know. But if something feels good, feels right, I mean, it it is right, you know. And you want people to to jump on that boat with you? Yeah, That's, sure. Yeah, come on. You don't want to alienate an audience, <laughs> right? You right, want right. them to groove with you. Yeah, absolutely. and you can tell, you know, when you, when you start out, when when a, when a group starts out, and they they're all playing the same thing for the first 
portion of the song, and then you start breaking off into into the leads. Mm -hmm. um, people people get that they they like that. Yeah, and definitely. jazz has an audience here in South Florida. Yeah, I guess there's 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 some. Are you on the road with any? Uh, no, I I I, I haven't I haven't been on the road too much like the last couple of years. You know, I, I was I was doing some touring with with like with my group, like some some trips different places in the southeast and and New York and the northeast a little bit. Um, maybe maybe I'll I'll try to get that going like with this new album a little bit more. Um, but uh, I mean things come up, you know. But I, I I don't in general I don't travel as much as I as I as I did before. Uh, not because I wouldn't, but just because some of the main groups that I play with, they haven't been touring as much, you know. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy here. I, I I like having like a like a good base, you know, um, a good base of like I think the Miami the Miami music scene right now is like it's it's as good as i can remember in the last like you know 15 or 20 years you know people will always differ oh well back here there was this band yeah of course but i'm saying like how i feel right now i feel like there's there's a good handful of bands of really good musicians and really and we're all friends and we even play in each other's groups you know sometimes um there's a lot of crossover but um there's they're doing like kind of fresh music you know i mean some of you know the ones that are guys that i'm I'm good friends with and that i, I like i i go out to see their bands i mean i go out to see a lot of bands like i it's one of my favorite things to do is to, to go out you know you want to know what's out there yeah yeah I, I just like checking out music you know i like checking out bad music you know i like checking out like 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 garage like raw bands i like seeing them more than more but, than so what's what is it about quote bad music? I don't mean bad music. I, I, I but, mean, but you mean about? I, I mean like untrained. Un, okay. Uh, like, like they're they're just they're just more raw, you know. Yeah. And, and 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 I I like that. It doesn't mean they're less or more talented uh, than somebody who went to school. They're just they're just different. But 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 they're raw. I I, I like that. You know, they'll. It's a real cool uh, discovery when you when you see a group that's raw like that, and you say, oh, these people can go somewhere. Yeah. These yeah. people have got it. And and just, you know, to see someone doing, you know, something like you know, I mean there there's something about doing something just for the love of it, you know? Like just because these guys are like rehearsing in their garage, you know, for hours, you know, they're I mean, some of my favorite bands are far from jazz, you know? Uh, um so you can rehearse all day long in your garage or your room or whatever it is, but when you step in front of live people in a room, when you step in front of a room full of strangers, then then that that's where the rubber meets the road, right? Right, right. You want to you want to get that feedback from your audience too. Yeah, sure. So you're looking at people in the audience while you're playing. Uh, is that a distraction to see what's in the room, or are you just? so um, into what you're doing on stage physically, mentally, that you don't know what's going on around you? Or how do you get beyond that and, and, and take the pulse of a room? 
Well, is that a valid question? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, well, it's I think it's indisputable that, you know, the more energy you feel from the audience, you know, the more you're able to get into the music, you know, because because, you know, I assume everybody, but, you know, I, of course, you know, I'm playing for myself, but I'm, you know, also playing for people. You know, you, everyone wants people to acknowledge their work, you know, to, to appreciate what, what, what they do, you know. Sure. Uh, you know it's, a, it's a good feeling. You, like, you, like, can't, you can't stand up there and say, look, folks, I've put in 6,000 hours. Just sit down, shut up. And listen to this. Yeah. But a jazz audience, they know they're they are there for jazz. And it's a different type of an audience as we spoke to. Yeah, th- th- that that's 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 definitely true. There there can be They want to be there. I mean, yeah, they want to be there. They're, they're, it's not just that they walk into a room and there happens to be music playing. Right. They're there for a specific purpose. They want to hear that jazz, they want to hear that intro. Their ears are probably a little bit more open. Yeah. You know, for sure. You and know. their mind. Their and their mind, yeah, you know. But um uh yeah, but you know, I mean, in South Florida, you know, you to some extent you take what you can get, you know. And if you have a room of some listeners and some partiers, you know, that are kind of paying attention, hey, you know, I mean, if they if they clap after you know after the song, you know, still there's still more. I mean, one of the worst things to play, I'll say. Well, I don't want to say worse, but but it can be if it's not in if it's not in a good way it can be one of the worst and that's like a dead silent room with no vibe you know uh i i like a certain amount of like atmosphere and like background noise you know what i mean um yeah you know just doesn't feel so sterile you know not saying i want you know some super loud drunk people like right in the front you know that aren't paying attention to music it's like just just go outside you know this is fine you know but uh but you know I'm 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 not I'm not a Nazi too like if somebody you know is you know like whispers something you know I'm like you, you know you need to like hear pins drop you know that's not reality here at least you know not in Miami not in Miami you know maybe at, at a New York jazz club you know definitely keep the talking down but you, know? you want you want a synergy established between the band and the audience you want people to be together. You want you want the room to move with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you want them, you want them to, to be with you on the journey, kind of. You know. Yeah. Well, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You you want to fo- you want to focus with your group on who's in the room, who's listening, and you want to take them take them along with you. Absolutely. Uh, and some of your, uh, some of your, your your songs are are long songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really different than that old up to three minutes is it in <laughs> pop music. Right, right. Um, so you're you're moving you're moving the music along for a while, and people are with you, and that, that's the best feeling uh, of all. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, got that. Where where can we go to uh, on the net to uh, to hear uh, what, what you're what you're doing, where you're going? Uh, I think my next shows are. Well, playing over here in Wynwood uh, next Tuesday. Uh, yeah, next Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, which which would be the eleventh. Uh, eleventh, yes. Yeah, we're playing. Um, actually, the first time I play it at a place called one eight hundred Get Lucky. It's like it's right in like Wynwood, um, 
I think it's like a restaurant, but they have it's like an Asian kind of restaurant, but they have they have bands on Tuesdays like some some of my friends, uh, Twin, Electric Kiff, Lemon City Trio. Those guys play there, so this will be my first time playing there, uh, which would be cool. There seem to be a lot of pop-up places in town for music and comedy. People huh. are just adding entertainment to their venue where you, you, there was no entertainment before. They just want to add that, that element to bring people in Great. To, their, to their restaurant or wherever it is. Yeah, I, I hope, you know, I mean, more, more gigs is more gigs. It, yeah. You know? uh, and, then, and then after that, then, then um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if, if I have anything before then, but then uh, near the end of March, I think March 25th, I'm playing at the Funky Biscuit in, mm-hmm. in Boca, which is a really great venue. And my group is opening up from, you know that, that fusion group, it's called Brand X, that was like Phil Collins' first, it's like his first band uh, called Brand X, but they're like a, like a fusion group from the, from the 70s. Mm-hmm. So they're playing there and my group is opening up for them. Uh, so th- that, that'll, 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 be, that'll be a great show because, um, well, the Funky Biscuit is, 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 is a great like, music it, venue. It's a fairly big room, too. It's, it's, it's a good room. Yeah. They'll, 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 have, they'll have a good crowd. The people that go there to see Brand X, just by some similarities, um, they will be open to like, the kind of music that I do, for sure. You know? um, and um, so that, that'll be cool. And then I think later in March, also playing over here at Jada Cole's, which is, you know, Miami's great, you know, dive bar, but like, it's fun to play there, you know? We've got some dive bars that are still hanging on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's great. You know, it's, 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 it's a vibe. And we start, we start at like 1130, you know, it's, it's, it's a Thursday. Um, but, you know, there's, there's people in there and, you know, they, they vibe and, you know, that's, you know, Miami's a late city, you know? So. We can go to AaronLebos.com, A-A-R-O-N-L-E-B-O-S.com. Yep. And you can find all the links to Facebook and Instagram and all the YouTube. They you can know? get your albums. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What else? Uh, we've been talking about music and about your your craft and what you're doing, but what would you want people to know about Aaron Lebos that they do not know? <laughs> Who's the person? You know, you stand up there and you're playing music, and they they see a musician. They say, "Oh, that's very nice. It sounds good." And they don't know who you are, except what you're playing for them. What is there? Uh, what is there that you would want people to know? Something about you. Something about your your background, or something startling that we would go, "Oh my God! That oh, really?" Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I. I I kind of uh I don't know. I I mean you just want people to know who you are through your music? Yeah, I mean, do you, you, do know, you speak to people on stage like in between songs? Oh, uh well, in between songs not necessarily, but but like but in between sets, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um so um Yeah, you know, man, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a uh, pretty content you know I've, I've i've been you know a musician for a long time you know and 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 i feel i feel like in a good position to where like most of the gigs that i do 
you know, maybe compared with like a little earlier in my career. Most of the gigs that I do, I feel like I feel like I play with really good musicians and I feel like I play really good music, whether it's funk or whether it's jazz or whether it's fusion or whether it's the, the contemporary orchestra or whether it's electronic, you know, I feel like I play, which, which that is a very important thing to me is to, to play, to have a community. I mean, well, I'll finish my, my thought first, but, but to be part of a, a music community, you know, um, of like fairly like-minded people, you know, um, that are kind of forward thinking, you know, and, and like trying to do something, something different, you know, trying to do something like new, um, and that are just, you know, really all about music. That's what their, you know, their life is, you know, because that, that's, that's what my life is, you know, I mean, I have, I have, I have, I have a son now, you know, so that obviously phoenix phoenix yeah hey wasn't that the name of one of your cuts on the on the album o- opening track yeah, yeah. funky phoenix um, <laughs> how old is he he's uh, almost two and a half almost two and a half, two and a half. Do, do you see anything in him that, that that says music man is he around it is he listening to you i mean it's crazy i know it's two and a half but you can you can get he's indications i mean not by force, but by exposure. He's pretty much been playing drums, piano, guitar, harmonica, violin since he's been like six or nine months old. You know, he plays drums every day. You know, and 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 and, and he has been. Like, I got I got him I got him. Uh, he's two and a half. How big is this drum kit? Uh, it, it's it's this one called it's called the Questlove Pocket Kit. It's it's a little. I mean, like like like. So so to play the bass drum, he has to stand for now. So uh-huh. so a lot of times he plays standing. Uh, but I mean, we listen to music all the time. We like, you know, he he hears something and he knows what instrument it is. He's like violin, trombone, tuba, you know, drums, you know, piano, keyboards. I mean, I, I take him with me like when I go see music wherever I can, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool, you know. I mean, not by force. Like, I will not be like an overbearing parent, you know. Like, practice or you don't eat. Nothing like that. But <laughs> it's it's so good for kids, you know, f- for their for their for their brains, for their for the connections, you know. Absolutely. And like, just absolutely. I mean, and I also don't want to be. I don't want to sound like now like, like like a middle aged dude. Who's like mm, this music sucks for this? Because there, there, there's a lot of cool stuff being done, but there is definitely a lot of mainstream dumbed down crap that is, I just don't think is good, and and I don't think it's good for people. You know, I think it's, I think it's, and and, and I love pop music. I love pop music, but the majority of the pop music of today. It's just been dumbed down so much. And Formulaic. It's, and it's so unmelodic. And there's so little instruments in there. And it's so generic. When you compare that with like pop music from the from the 80s, from the from the 70s, from the Beatles. I mean, that, that that's the perfect. But, you know, the Michael Jackson stuff. I mean, Tears for Fears, uh, Depeche Mode, you know. Sorry about that. Um, I mean, there's so many, so much, you know, music, pop music that's cheesy. But there's incredible melodies and there's incredible parts in in those songs, 
you know, um, that, 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 that for me, that, that's the pop music that I grew up on. And I just feel like it's uncomparable. You know, you can, uh, you know, how, like the range of a melody or, or the different, you know, parts in some music compared to like some of the music today that's literally the same four chords for the whole song, you know, and, and a monotone melody and very little instruments, you know, and I, again, I hate, I, I don't want to sound like, you know, like an old person is like, yeah, your guys' music sucks because, because there's a lot of stuff that that I do like th that's being made now and is being made with like electronics you know that I think but I think in a lot of ways some of the technology has overtaken it should no matter what format you use to express mm -hmm. it should still come from like an expressive you know organic place I think you know that's what music is yeah it, uh, it it's got to appeal you need you need the audience to feed to feed off of. Um, you were you, you had picked up this uh, twelve string acoustic over here before. Uh, was it uh, somewhat in tune? Somewhat, yeah. I mean, uh, as I told you, twelve strings are <laughs> twelve string guitars are pretty much never perfectly in tune. They always have like a little natural chorus effect. This one. This one would I would need a tuner. <laughs> yeah. Need to, yeah. But yeah. but but it but it sounds it sounds it sounds great. I'm sure. You know. Um. Uh. Let's listen, John, to number one forty one. The the final the final cut. Let's let's listen to a minute or so of that. We'll talk about that. Uh, this is one of the uh, the cuts on the Always With Me album, Aaron Le Aaron Lebo's reality. of jazz as I was just just mentioning to you and uh, you said yeah that's right there's the, uh, the kind of jazz which is very palatable to a, to a, a broader audience and then there's the kind of jazz and, and, and I don't know who to, to mention uh, which performer that that uh, personifies this most but 
uh, it just goes off on different tangents and is very disjointed and uh, kind of not, not so uh, a hybrid of kind of bebop. Um, some of the masters of jazz just play things and you don't know where it's going and you don't know when, when it's going to stop or go or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I don't think I'm a master at, at, at anything, but I, I you know, um, yeah, each, each performance, you know, each time I play, uh, obviously with some things in mind, like depending on which gig it is, you know, um, I'm not going to do what whatever I want on any gig, but, you know, in certain situations, like if I'm playing with my group, there's certain sections that, um, like, really anything could happen, you know. Uh, Are you surprised when that happens on stage when somebody does something different? No, that that you're... that's 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 one of the that's one of the things that we, in some ways, aim for, you know, is is uh, you know each. It's it, it, it's all about it's all about being in the moment, you know. Yeah. It's not something that can really be forced, but just the mindset of of being open. That's what an audience loves. They love to see that the synergy between members of a band when they when they bring things back and for they take take something and bring it back and then somebody answers and. Yeah. Well, I'm playing tonight. My last my last plug. Uh, funny thing, it's it's with Pterodactyl. February third. February 3rd. Uh, it's not my original music, but it is highly funky and it's highly experimental and and uh, but it's based on like world music, like African music and Brazilian music uh, and it's with my trio. It's with the same guys, but it's not my original music, but there's there's some heavy, you know, experimentation and improv and stuff like that. Uh, and we're playing tonight at Langniap, which is, you know, the, the place over in, uh, in Wynwood nine o'clock so it's not these songs you know but it's a lot of the same textures and mindset you know if people go tonight uh, they would they be surprised at all the different directions the music is going to take hopefully you don't even know yourself what direction it's going to take right every 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 night is new every night is new every night is different yeah that's the joy of jazz right yeah the yeah the joy of music you know but if, you, yeah. if you had to play uh, in a band uh, with uh, with uh, a couple of your favorite jazz musicians, who would they be? Um, I don't know. I, I I think I would still I would still opt for like I would still opt for like uh, Zeppelin, Sonic Youth. Uh, and maybe a jazz artist, but I, but I would I would prefer, I, I guess I would prefer like Zeppelin, Sonic Youth, who's like, especially you know they're super organic and you you know them you know uh, Sonic Youth I, I I do not know the band oh they're like a super like almost like noise rock you know from from like eighties nineties. So anyway, they're 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 one of very experimental, you know, they're like, uh, yeah. So them and uh, I don't know, I don't know. But then maybe some 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 
some good feeling jazz would be would be cool too. It changes all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it's so good to have you on the show here today, Aaron. Thanks, man. Uh, Pleasure. Loved, loved hearing uh, the, these different songs here on your uh, your newest album, Always With Me by Aaron Libos, Reality. Uh, the show will repeat next Monday on the 10th. Uh, and then we have uh, Dr. Barbara Udell on our mm. next show, the 20th of February. She is a uh, lifestyle uh, director uh, at the Pritikin Center. A uh, very famous health resort uh, here in hmm. Miami and Doral. All right. She will, uh, a, a very learned uh, lady, and she will talk about um, uh, different things that people go through. Uh, their, their, their lovemaking, their sleeping patterns, psychologically. We're going to get into a, whole, a lot of psychology on the next uh, show, and, I, and I'm hoping that people will tune in for that. It's going to be very, very interesting. Man, I'll She's be listening. She's a very gifted person. She's a world traveler, does mm. this all over the world, and it's just going to be a great little show. Awesome. Not musical, but uh, something different, something different, important. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm Buzz Fleischman. This is uh, John Kanyeh. Uh and thank you, John. Uh, we're Thanks, John. at joltradio.org here in Alapata. Uh, visit joltradio.org for... Uh, pretty much any type of music or Mm. beat that you like. Uh, Thank you, John. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, That's our show for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This show is farm-raised, grass-fed. It's on the record and off the wall. Cold-pressed, unstressed, non-GMO, no cholesterol. Sometimes off the wall